Hey everyone, today is Friday the 3rd of August 2018. This is The Gap, episode 430. I'm Luke Laurie and Job Gure is here. How's it going, Job? How you I sure am in here. What? How How's my vocal? They're yeah. good, mate. They're good. Are they good? They're, they're ready? Yeah, they're super ready. Don't worry about me. <laughs> you were doing some, um, some pirate shanties. Some chanting. Chanting, night. I think they call it. It was singing chants. You're chanting yourself. I was chant- I, sh- I did chant. No, I didn't chant myself. Um, although I did, I did say that, didn't I? I fucking forgot a lot. <laughs> you, yeah, you did. You did manage to put like a poop line in there at one stage. I I remember that because uh, Fiona told me afterwards. Okay. Yep. I'm pretty proud of it. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, yeah, we were at the uh, Spawn Point. Uh, small bar in um, in the city and so uh, they were doing sea shanties they had like a sea shanty night mm. uh, like they they organised to have a bunch of people who are all about sea shanties coming down and uh, yeah like lead people in what do they call it uh, group karaoke um, but yeah it's uh, it's all call and response stuff you know like uh so you, it, it's, it's it's almost like a hymn, you know, like uh, in church, hmm. uh, where you're just supposed to sort of you don't have to sing the whole thing necessarily. I mean, it depends on the hymn, but uh, you don't necessarily have to sing the whole thing. Like the choir might sing the large parts of it, hmm. and you just have to sing the the call and response bit, like the response bit. Like so, they'll sing, you know, um, I don't know, blow the man down, and we blow the man down using. I don't know, blow the man down again. Uh, I don't know the fucking words. I don't know any of the fucking words. Uh, except for, what was the one? Um, uh, what will we do with a drunken sailor? That was that was the one where I pooped my pants. Um, yeah. Um, basically, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just sort of... It's some fun, you know? Like, I, just thought, I thought it was good fun. I wanted to, like, I didn't want to stand by and deprive myself from an experience, I guess. Uh, and it did seem like we had picked the prime position to do that, yeah. to be involved. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, you were trying to have a conversation and uh, it seemed like the path of least resistance was to just sing some fucking sea shanties instead of trying to also have a conversation because, Jesus Christ, it was pretty loud. Uh, they got pretty loud. Uh, but, yeah, they had, like, legends of the sea shanty uh, community there and stuff like that. These old old people um, who were well in. Uh, yeah. But I, I didn't really... I don't know. I, didn't know I, who they were. I definitely didn't. Um, and they seemed quieter than the other people. Uh, the the two people like leading it largely, they seemed to have great booming voices hmm. that were perfect for leading sea shanties. But when the legends of the sea shanty community got up, they were very quiet and uh, very hard to hear. And so uh, I found those songs the the hardest to sing along with. Right. But, uh, yeah, so uh, at one point um, they were doing uh, What Shall We Do With Drunk Sailor? And uh, that one's a fun one because you get to – there's a bit of improv and you get to interject your own, uh, like, lines to it. And so uh, it starts with that question, mm. question of the song, What Shall We Do With A Drunken Sailor? Uh, and then um, it leads into I, I, and up she rises, uh, which I assume is um, – 
the next day, I guess, a hungover drunken sailor, right? Um, but uh, every time it loops back around, a new line gets sung. And so, uh, was it like, um, make him a slave of the captain's daughter? Or um, I think it was... Uh, Basically anything goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sing, you sing whatever you want. And people were keeping it very... Um, In themed? Themed, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then it got around to me. And uh, I pitched, uh, I shit my pants. And uh, now I'm hungry. Uh, and I, <laughs> I like, what I like the most is that everyone also had to sing that. It's, and it was the zombie. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, they were well on. Uh, and it was good. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, was watching some uh, Counter-Strike as well. Um, yeah, Counter-Strike was on too. Yeah, watching the IEM Shanghai. It's a cool, it's a cool little place. I, they, they've made it better, eh? I feel like... Yeah, cause yeah definitely. The, the layout of it used to be you'd basically walk in... And the bar mm. would be on your left, and um, and then kinda, yeah, you used to walk in. The bar would be basically on your left, and then on your right was like Mario Kart and um, a couple of Nintendo games. Oh, yeah. And then you'd walk through basically between the bar and the wall, which was not a huge amount of space. And then it'd kind of open up there. Um, what they've done now is they've basically ripped out the, where the bar used to be on the left, and they put it where. The Mario Kart stuff is so you've now got this huge area that sort of just goes all the way back now. Um, it feels a bit more breathable. Yeah, because it used right. to be just everybody kind of packed down the left hand side, like oh, after okay. the bar, because the people playing the Mario Kart stuff you couldn't really stand up there and drink. You know right. what I mean? Because you'd be stuck sort of in this. But like having it laid out this way is a bit more like it gives you more space to walk around and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, okay. I like it. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Not really. No. You've been there before, though, right? You've been there but, heaps of times. No, I haven't. Not heaps of times. No. Oh, okay. That one time where you nearly didn't get in. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's basically the only time, I think. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was an eventful night. Started off with um, some pool. We learned a new game of pool. Um, and then <laughs> we learned about the Games Messiah. <laughs> That's and true, then, and that's also true, yes. It was a good night. It was. <laughs> it, had, it had, yeah. It was a good night. Um, but we we started that day off pretty early. Jeez. We were, yeah, because we went and we played some Spider-Man. We did. Um, and that was that started at like 10 o'clock in the morning, and this event was supposed to finish at 12. Um, and then we were supposed to meet up with some other people at like 4 or 5. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were like, what are we going to do in between? And luckily, like, the Spider-Man stuff, we were there a bit longer than that. I think we had, like, an extra hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Which was good. Um, and so then we went to the bar for four hours. Four hours, yeah. <laughs> Before we had to start drinking again. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, good day. Good but then we capped it off day. with some KFC, Joe. Oh, did good. we ever? Yes. Did we ever? That oh was good stuff. Goodness. I loved it. It's so good. Yeah, um, yeah I never get to eat it's KFC. No, neither do I, so it was like a treat. Moist. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, all right, should we talk about some games? There's uh, hey. some stuff here. I feel like we weren't going to have much, but we, we got some things. We do have some, some things. things. I, was, 
I was trying to transition us directly into talking about Spider-Man, but I guess you want to leave that to the last, don't you? Yeah, leave that to the last, otherwise everyone listens to that and it just kills the show. Ah, of course. Um, and we only get paid by minutes listened to, so uh, <laughs> that's how that's what that's how we make the big bucks. Um, <laughs> I'm yet to see any of this. <laughs> uh, all right, so well, why don't we start off chronologically speaking with uh, Dead Air? We so can do Dead that. Air. De- um, Dead Air. So we wrapped up last week's podcast uh, with a question. Yeah, someone wanted Jake- to know about Stalker. Uh, yeah, Jacob the Artaba. Artaba? 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 You having a stroke or something? <laughs> Arbiter. I was having, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, anyway, Jacob the Arbiter asked, uh, brought up Stalker, and uh, true to form, I, I said that uh, every time I, I think about Stalker, I wind up reinstalling it. Um, so I was going to go reinstall it and play it over the weekend, while I was looking at the mods that I would inevitably need, hmm. uh, because I, as I also said last week, I always have to play with mods. Um, I noticed that there was a there was one called Dead Air, and it is a standalone mod uh, for Stalker, and that means that you don't need to have Stalker to play Dead Air, Bonus. which is yeah. insane. Insane. It's, it's basically a it's it's a full fucking game built off the um like stalker fucking system. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I thought I thought that was bananas, and I had to check it out. And uh, the only like main problem, I guess, is that uh, it's currently primarily Russian. Uh, in that you can get translations for all the text, but you can't get voices. And uh, that's probably the biggest challenge in the game is uh, that you can't get the voices. So everyone yells at you in Russian, and uh, I still haven't learned the difference between get back or... uh, (laughs) <laughs> just simply uh, put your gun away. Uh, or, hey, Stalker. Um, yeah. I've There's been, no subtitles. Uh, no. Well, there is no translations for the subtitles. So, yeah. Um, so, they translated yeah, all the other text, but, yeah, not the subtitles. Um, so, yeah, I have no idea what they're saying. So, generally, I just fucking face check these checkpoints to see if I'm actually allowed to go into them. <laughs> I'll see, see a bunch of armed dudes... Uh, a good like 150 meters away, and I'll just fucking roll on up. Uh, I'll, I'll quick save, and then I'll roll on up and see if I'm actually allowed through or not. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm not, then I'll just load a previous uh, previous save back to the, the other save and try to avoid them. Uh, it's it's pretty fucking good though. As like it's a total conversion mod uh, that attempts to just make the stalker game that was always supposed to exist, I guess. And that game is essentially Daisy without other people. Um, but with like pretty fucking good AI. Like I would recommend playing dead air before I recommend someone play fallout. Uh, it is a better post-apocalyptic first person faction focused fucking, uh, shoot him up. 
it's awesome. Uh, it's brutally, um, like, punishing. Yeah. You, I'd say probably, like, the biggest problem it has is that it is unbelievably punishing. It'll fucking, it'll just dick punch you for days for not paying too, enough attention to your food or your uh, toxicity level or your radiation or there's like seven other fucking meters you're supposed to keep an eye on, yep. seven other fucking things you're supposed to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, so it'll punish you. It'll just fuck you over for not paying enough attention to that stuff, but it makes paying attention to that stuff really fucking annoying, like annoyingly difficult and like until you have just been sort of like fucked about a bit, you just don't know either. Like you, I, I was playing, I got to like hour three and I vaguely knew I had to be eating food. And so I had been sort of eating food, but it turns out that like if it almost exclusively eats mutant dog hearts, your toxicity level is slowly rising and, uh, yeah, eventually I'm like sick and I'm sick to a point where like I, the, the save game I have to go back to, to actually rectify this situation is a while ago. And, uh, yeah, that, that felt like a bit of a fucking crotch punch. Um, you just don't like, you start off with nothing. You're supposed to, you're supposed to sleep. Uh, but you can only sleep if you have a sleeping bag. Uh, or you can lie down in front of a fire, but if you take another stalker's spot in front of the fire, they get pretty grumpy with you. Yeah. Um, you just don't like, you just don't know these things. It doesn't really lay any of this out for you. It sort of assumes that you've played stalker before. And then it assumes that because you've played stalker before, you know, all these other rules. <laughs> yeah. Like I think the sleeping thing, I went back, uh, cause I restarted after the, after I, I was just basically too sick to function. I'm like, oh, I'll just start over. It's fine. Uh, I lost a couple of hours, but I had a better idea of what I was doing. So I got back to where I was in about half the time anyway. So it wasn't like that big a fucking loss. Um, but yeah, I, when I restarted, I noticed that the dude, because it starts the same as Shadow of Chernobyl. You start in the same place. Like, it's the same fucking map, but it's all linked together. It's massive. Uh, it's done really well. Uh, and, like, the you're, you're still supposed to go talk to that trader dude. You know, at the start of Shadow of Chernobyl, you're supposed to go talk to this trader dude, and it sort of, like, breadcrumbs you there. Like, Shadow of Chernobyl breadcrumbs you to the trader uh, to get started in the world of Stalker. This dead air does not, doesn't do any of that shit. It's just, like... Bingo, bango, straight up. Like, go do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, you can talk to anyone and they might give you a fucking job. The job can range from anything to, like, get a first aid kit to go murder these dudes for me. Uh, all this kind of shit. Uh, and that's that's all good. Um, but unless you have played Stalker before, you won't know to go talk to the fucking trader guy. And the trader guy will give you actually good jobs, hmm. like uh, proper jobs that can make you some money and stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, you want to go talk to him. You just, yeah, it doesn't 
lead you there and you have to sort of have played Shadow of Chernobyl to know where the fuck you're supposed to go and all this kind of stuff, right? Anyway, you get to talk to him and uh, he's like, uh, he, he says for like one sentence out of a whole shit ton of dialogue, I think he's like, uh, you don't want to sleep in another stalker's bed. You need a sleeping bag. I don't have any to sell you. And then he continues talking and it's like just a brief aside as one of the many things he's talking about. And then you carry on <laughs> um, like you're just supposed to, you're supposed to absorb all this information, but yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. It's, it's very uh, like it's, there's no handholding at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then like you, you go and do stuff like you can do all kinds of shit. You start with, it's got this point system to start you off in the world. It's very much about like just seeing how, how long you can live in this, in this semi-static game world. Like things are still random. Uh, the missions you get are vaguely random. Uh, there's like randomized elements about them, but you'll generally run into the same thing. You run like you go to right at the start. The first time I went to this checkpoint nearby, I was supposed to clear out these bandits and the bandits had one of the dudes didn't have a gun at all. Uh, he's very easy to murder in cold blood. Um, and the second time I went there, like, they had a fucking, like, two of them had fucking AKs and the other one had a shotgun. And it took me, like, fucking nine attempts to get one of them down because I had a fucking sawn off shotty. And they were just fucking slaying the shit out of me. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I was very heavily safe scumming my, my way through that fucking checkpoint because I was just getting fucked. Um, like, yeah, it's sort of randomized like that. You go up um, the third time I did that one, I got actually, I actually got saved by, well, not saved, but like helped out by some dudes who rolled in. Uh, and then they happened to steal all the fucking loot. <laughs> mm. They were looting the stalk, the, the bandits that were camping at the fucking checkpoint. Um, and so, like, I did all this shit like I felt like I did a lot of work and they managed to get away with a lot of the good stuff and like yeah I I'm still not like 100% on how the faction stuff works but I didn't want to murder them in case it like really hurt my faction standings and stuff um another good one was uh I happened to murder these dudes at a different checkpoint literally as they got attacked by a massive wave of mutants. So uh, I quick saved, walked into this room, saw that they had some good guns. And I'm like, cool. I need, I like I had, I think two fucking shotgun shells left. Yep. And there's these two dudes. I'm like, I can like one shot this dude, one shot this dude. And I can take their guns and, like, that's literally the only way I live in this fucking world, I think. Um, and so I do it. Bang, bang. And then uh, outside is just this massive wave of mutants. And I'm supposed to loot these dudes, get the guns, kill the mutants, or else I'm dead. And uh, it didn't happen. I had to revert to the save wait for the mutant wave to come in because uh, it was definitely coming. It was coming in regardless of what I did and then um, let them take care of the fucking dogs and then 
do something about them. Um, they wound up using like one of them used all his fucking ammo anyway. It's it's cool how like how there's this random element, but it's also quite static. Like there's there's a lot going on in there that like it's in, it has an internal consistency to it that I think feels really fucking cool. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously at the same time, you know, you, you uh, like we were saying last week, the atmosphere is out of control. It does that like foreboding sense of just, uh, like general despair, uh, so well. And every moment that you're briefly optimistic about something, it feels that much more like special as a result. Uh, and you feel those moments i think far less uh commonly in dead air because you've got all this stuff you're supposed to worry about uh like all these little things that you're supposed to be fucking concerned about like food and toxicity and radiation and sleep and all this kind of shit and uh yeah just it's just it's good it's good stuff yeah it looks like they um there's a patch like two weeks ago that says there's an english translation I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so that's that's for the the text, right? Or yeah, well, that's that's the patch I use. And, and then, so how do you text. get the actual game? Because you just download it, right? From that site, I believe so. From uh, I think I posted it in our Discord. Right, I posted yeah. a link to it because I'm on like the Dead Air website, and I'm like in files, and I can only see the translation files for some reason. I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe I've yeah, done the wrong thing. It's a little bit confusing. The website is. You go, it's on Mod DB. So you go to Mod DB. How to install Dead Air? Right. And uh, you go to. It should be right there. And Encode it's, it all yourself. Yeah, you gotta you gotta type it in in QBasic. Um, yeah, you got like. Um, it should be like basically from the get go. Mod DB. dot com slash mod slash dead dash air slash news slash how to install dead air and yeah it'll tell you that from there um there's a bunch of mods for it as well there's a bunch of good mods i think it does a pretty good job of being um like helpful about a lot of shits uh when you start a new game you can like choose to fuck about with the economy and stuff and it's pretty open about whether or not like why you might want to do this like it's like if you find the um weapon economy too oppressive uh change this setting and so it's got a whole fuck ton of settings you can change uh, which is really good um yeah so i think that's good uh there was another there was a mod that i got that i thought was basically like critical uh but i can't remember what it was um it was fuck I don't know. I don't know what it was. All good. All good. Uh, yeah. But it, 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 I don't know why I got it either. Fuck. <laughs> You'd think I'd see it and, yeah, um, that, that'd do it. There's mods to make the stalkers stop stealing from bodies you're trying to loot. Uh, <laughs> there's all, all, all that kind of stuff. Like, there's all kinds of little mods. Yeah, right. Uh, steady aim for dead air. That's what it was. Uh, I don't know if, I installed this from the get-go because I was reading about Dead Air and they were like, the biggest problem I have with it 
is that uh, the weapon sway makes it basically fucking impossible to hit anything. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not fucking about with that shit. So I got steady aim for dead air, uh, and the guns feel really good to shoot. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if maybe. Yeah, maybe they fixed it in a patch for Dead Air or what, but, uh, like, or if you, like, I, I would get this steady aim just to make sure. Because you don't get a gun that it would be affected by it for ages anyway, so you want to, like, get in on that shit early. Yeah, right. yeah. So did you, um, did you get a chance to check out Bohemia's new game, Vigo? Uh, I saw a link for it, but I didn't check it out. It's on Xbox only, right? So yeah, that's me. Yeah, right. It's it's weird, eh? Like, um, you'd think they just finished DayZ already. <laughs> you would think that, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, like I saw this and I was like, oh, okay, sounds interesting. And then I realized that it was only it was an Xbox exclusive. So I don't know, man. Like. Their games are usually quite janky, and for them to go for a fucking Xbox exclusive, I'm like, oh, it might be a bit shoddy. Um, but it's supposed to be like a, a mix between sort of like a survival game and like sort of the thing that, um, what is it, Escape from Tarkov is kind of doing. Like right. you get in and get out um, of an area, and you're looting and uh, killing other people and that sort of stuff. Right. Um so yeah, I don't know. It could Where's be. Where's the base? Like Finland or some shit? Somewhere in yeah, somewhere in Europe. Yeah, like some sort of radioactive zone. I think like same sort of style they usually go for, like some European country. Um, it just reminded me because you're talking about stalker. Um, right. Yeah. Same same sort of premise without the the monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I don't know, man. I just think Stalker does it so fucking well. And I think the influence it's had on so many people, like so many, so much game design is staggering. But yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it's good stuff. Yep. Cool. 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 All right. What else you got here? World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so it's, it's, yeah, terrible. Um, yeah, I obviously we talked about getting back into it. I decided to reinstall it and check out where I was up to so I could somehow like get prepared. Um, since then, I've managed to pitch uh, writing about it so I can even justify it uh, to my wife who saw it loaded on my computer. And was like, oh, not again. She not was, again. She was like properly not happy. She was <laughs> properly not happy. She's like, yeah, why though? Like, and I'm like, oh yeah, no. It'll, like, yeah, I'm just going to check it out. And she's like, no, seriously, why? why? Oh, I've got some work. She's like, okay, fine. She was just, yeah, she's not, not pleased. Anyway, uh, so I jump back in, uh, jump on my death knight, crikey, or crikey, and uh, he's he's looking schmick, he's level 100, mm. I have no idea how, uh, and uh, yeah, I've been playing since, since then, trying to work out how the fuck I do anything, and none of my shit 
is uh, like there's so much I need to relearn. Basically, I need to relearn how to be a death knight essentially because I've got no fucking idea. Um, like no fucking idea. Um, apparently, blood death knights are tanks almost exclusively now. So uh, that was my favorite build, but uh, I don't want to be a tank. I guess it'd be a good way to level up, but um, you want to yeah. kill things. I want to. Yeah, well, I'm trying to. I to get to like level one ten, right? So yeah, like it'd be a good way to level up just by queuing. I guess I could do like heroics dungeons. Uh, and Q, and like I can be the tank and make my way through, but I got like my armor, my armor is for shit. So yeah, um, I probably don't really want to do that. I don't know. I don't know. There's just there's a lot to to think about uh, with all that shit. Because if I want to just like grind out the do the Legion content to one ten, then I can't like I can't be a tank because it's not fast enough you need to be able to kill kill shit quickly not fucking soak up shitloads of damage mm-hmm. right like no, nobody levels as a tank right I'm not wrong there am I? I don't play tanks so I don't know right uh, <laughs> well yeah you never used to level as a tank in as like death knight I think that was I think it was I can't remember frost I think I don't know Anyway, I'm relearning everything. Uh, I've got a battle for Azeroth code. Um, and yeah, I will be playing it a bunch uh, in the next couple of, well, the next two months, I guess. Um, so not, yeah, not re-upping on, on the old uh, game time. Mm. But I will like, yeah, play it all the way through. Um. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Really, um, it's cool. Like I like getting back in. There's a a good hit of nostalgia coming back to Orgrimmar and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> you're good uh, with it until like a month and a half from you. Now you'll be like, I'm fucking done with this game. It's a piece <laughs> of shit. Why did I play it again? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's it. Cool. Cool. Yep. If anyone is playing World of Warcraft and they want to teach me how the fuck to get to level 110, I wonder if I can, like, boost myself to 110. I thought they would... They used to give you one, like, when you'd buy the latest expansion. Like, hey, get a free right. level hero. And then you'd get that. The only, the only thing is, right, that now. I wonder if perhaps, like, even if it is in there somehow... I wonder if I should maybe learn how to fucking play a maybe. Death Knight instead of Start from boosting zero. Them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go all the way back to 55 or whatever it was that the Death Knight started at. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. If anyone is... I, I believe we can group together, right? They've got, like, cross-realm grouping now, right? Uh, I think so. Pretty sure. Yeah. So I'll just do that, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah, hit me up. Uh, I am. What am I? What am I on Blizzard? Uh, Joby, shocker. Yeah, but you uh, have a number, right? Like four two one six. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, yar yar yar. 
Uh, how do I do this? All those. Joby hash six six eight eight. All right. Add uh, uh, him on Blizzard on Battle.net. Um, yep. That's that. Cool. Cool. What else is here? Uh, Mario's Odysseys. Oh, I'm all. Uh, while we're talking about playing games, uh, people. Yeah. Um, fucking, I reinstalled Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah, so we're, yeah. we're good to do it. We yeah. should get it done. Yep. Um, yeah, we should play that shit. Uh, I had to play through the the thingy, the prologue, to get back to the point where I wanted to play multiplayer again. But I did it. Yep. And uh, yeah, I've got like uh, enough money to run us some heists. Cool. So, so uh, yeah, I'm definitely all about that next week. We're week doing after. <laughs> the week after. When do you I'm fucking- not here. When do you leave? Uh, next week. When next week? Uh, sometime next week. I don't know. Monday, Tuesday. Right, we'll, get, we'll play on Monday. It'll All be right. fun. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah cool. All right. So, uh, what are you saying? Mario Odyssey. Yeah, uh, Alto's Odyssey. Oh, same thing, right? New phone game, baby. Oh. Uh, so, Alto's Odyssey is the sequel to Alto's... Revenge. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Revenge. Revenge. Uh, it is Revengeance. Alto's something. Anyway, uh, it's it's one of those endless runner types where you just jump and stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's sort of serene. You just sort of roll through, do this stuff, uh, like jump, grind on things, because you're on a sandboard, I should point out. Uh, it's And, yeah, the only real button is you, you tap to jump, yep. and if you hold it, you flip. Right. What is uh, a sandboard? It's a snowboard, but for sand. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you just sort of slide down this mountain. We'll slide forever. And, uh, yeah, it's got, like, these challenges that you're supposed to complete. You do as many flips as you can and all that kind of stuff. It's good. I was just uh, – I wanted to talk about it because I sort of noticed – and I don't know if Alto's Odyssey is doing this, but it did, like, make me wonder if it, it would. Uh, there's – you can pay to skip certain challenges. All right, yeah. And uh, it, I've been wondering if perhaps – like, some of these challenges are, like, uh, wall ride to uh, grind and then do a backflip. Um, and so – yeah, it's like not that difficult or wall grinds to ruin, sorry, wall ride to ruin grind to backflip. It's not that difficult to wall grind, uh, wall ride or backflip off a wall ride or wall ride to a grind or et cetera, et cetera. But you need these things to be near each other. You need a wall to be near a ruin to and the ruin needs to be like high enough that you can backflip off it. And so there's these little bits of RNG and it does sort of, I wondered, I don't, like I said, I don't know that Alter's Odyssey is doing this and I don't think it is. My gut says it isn't, but it does strike me that you could 100% directly never put those three things together on purpose to encourage someone to pay to skip a challenge that they are, is driving them crazy. Hmm. 
you know? And, uh, yeah, that has to be happening, right? People have to be doing that somehow, right? Yeah, Wales. Wales! <laughs> what, like, people from, like, Welsh people? Yeah. Pricks! <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, what makes you think that the Welsh are up to this? <laughs> uh, they seem dodgy. Oh, yeah. With their too many consonants in their words and stuff. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Good to know, good to know, good to know. Anyway, Altos Odyssey is it's, it's good. It's right. good. I like it. Nice. If you like the other Alto game, whatever the fuck it's called, Alto's Revengeance. Revenge. Revenge, yeah. Um, yeah, check it out. <laughs> it's definitely not called Revengeance. <laughs> Fucking, you don't know that. Adventure. Alto's Adventure. Or Tequila. Could be Tequila. Alto's Tequila. Yeah, well, Google has given us lots of uh, suggestions. It's probably Adventure, but I like Tequila. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it's got a good art style, eh? Adventure, um, tequila, I mean. Like, uh, and yeah, Odyssey has, has good art style as well. Yeah, no, there is an Alto's tequila. That's pretty good. Well, I figured, I figured you didn't just pluck it out of... Well, I didn't. Google did. Um, okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. What else is here? PUBG. Oh, yeah, we talked about this last week. We'd watched the uh, third-person perspective, the TPP, as they call it, um, the matches. Uh, had they finished at that stage? I can't remember. No. They're still going. Oh, they finished third-person, yeah. Finished and the, the other one was on, right? The celebrity match. Right. Celebrity match is gone. Yeah. Um... Anything exciting happened in the celebrity match? I didn't watch any of it. Um, that was the one where uh, Critical blew up Uzok. Yeah, that was nearly... Well, that was play of the game for... Obviously. A charity match. Yeah. Um, I clipped it out and um, was um, casually making fun. And uh, Critical seemed pretty defensive about it. Uh, he was like, well, he was never going to get saved and I needed the cover. Um, but in order to shoot and blow up the car, he left cover. Yep. So but it, just, it did just sort of seem like he wanted to exploit Muzel. Yeah. Who was dead weight. Pretty much. So, Classic Fortnite player. Classic Fortnite player. Couldn't build. Well, there was no trolley. Did you see that in the... Um, <laughs> There's no trolley. In the E3 Invitational. Muzelk was trying a trolley ride when he was in the, like, top fucking ten. Okay. It was pretty good. It was pretty funny. It was, like, it was very meme-tastic. I, I appreciated the effort. Um, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, the um, Genji Gold team ended up winning that uh, again. Yeah. So, they'd won the TPP. Um, and each each group was uh, basically uh, two pros and then uh, two streamers, influencers, uh content creators so that had round out the team yeah uh, there was some good uh the australians had edge and critical from the chiefs and muzelk and jari i think is how you pronounce it um she's a, a british streamer uk streamer right. um and then the other team the new zealand crew was who was that um i'm just looking for them now uh, here it is uh it was uh pittsburgh knights 
So yeah. two Pittsburgh players and then uh, Ben and Rowan who do uh, basically like uh, comedy videos on YouTube and they've done a bunch of like um, PUBG ones, like stack PUBG ones. You've probably if you follow PUBG, you've probably you've probably seen them. or maybe seen if you don't, videos. they right. they've done a lot of really cool stuff. Um, okay. They ended up coming third, I think it was, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they came uh, third. Hundred thousand dollars for charity. That was pretty cool. That, that um, is awesome. And they ended up winning one of the rounds, which is fucking awesome. I sent you the clip to this. Um, they were basically got to the end of the game, and it was one of the one of the content creators guys. I can't remember. If it was Ben or Rowan versus like one of the pros. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. He was yeah. like snaking around in the grass. Well, both yep. of them were. Um, and, and he'd managed to outlast like a, another fight that had already taken place. Mm-hmm. by snaking his way through the ends. And then, uh, yeah, man, he ended up just pushing his way in to the center circle and managed to see the guy that was also in the grass and, and, and won. And that was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, that was, that was stoked too. Was yeah, that was super super happy about that. So I thought that was good, great. Stuff like that's cool to watch. Um, yeah, it's fun. Anyway, so that was a charity round. Um, mm-hmm. And then first person kicked off uh, it was basically the same sort of format as TPP, eight rounds, uh, split up into two days. Um, first first place was basically 500 points, and then it scaled all the way down. So second was 410, third 345, fourth 295, and then fifth 250, and then basically like minus 40 points from then on. Um, kills mm. were 15 points. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, basically you add them up and that's your, your score for the end of the round. Mm-hmm. And the team with the highest score at the end of the, um, the end of the days ends up winning. Um, so day one kicked off and OMG, team from, um, China ended up yep. just smashing everybody. They got a, it's, it's probably the best run that they've, like anyone's ever seen in a, a PUBG tournament. Yeah. Uh, they went first, second place, first, and then first place again. Uh, with a total of about 50-something kills across those um, four games. Yeah. Uh, 20, 30, 40, yeah, close to 60. Um, yeah, it was ridiculous. And by the end of the first day, I was like, well, we might as well just pack this up. This is, <laughs> this is done. <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you lose this? You'd have to really tank it. You'd have to, like, <laughs> totally fuck up. Yeah. And, and they tried. <laughs> 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 they yeah. tried pretty hard. Um, so, yeah, that was a good run from them. Like, nobody was really expecting that because the... Um, like, it's known that the Chinese teams play, like, exclusively third person. Like, they're probably the only region that's actually playing it at the moment. Um, everybody else has pretty much switched over. Yeah. We've had, like, the uh, the Zemo Invitational here and, and, and a couple of tournaments where those guys have come down and played here, but it's yeah. been in third person. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is, like, it was completely unexpected for them to come out and just dominate so hard because it's not, it's not their style of game, gameplay. But, yeah, they did. Um, it, was in, it was impressive to watch. To me, it just, it's, that's it. Third person's done. Yeah, it should be done. I never, I never want to fucking see it again in a, uh, in a competitive setting. Like, I'm done with it. I, I just can't anymore. I can't watch it. Yeah. Also, did you see the they published they've been publishing streaming numbers from the event, and um, an overall tally came out today on this. Right. Um, 
it, it, they basically been breaking down like, hey, here's here's the teams that had the biggest um, like uh, viewerships. Here's the total viewerships for all the the matches. Like, kind of just like a breakdown of what was going on during the day. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to find it here. Here it is. So, third person perspective mm. peaked at. Uh, uh, here it is, 15 million, which mm. was, that's including uh, Chinese viewers, excluding was 525. Um, so, big audience in China. Um, first person's perspective was, including uh, Chinese viewers, was 60 million. Holy so fuck. So, we've gone from 15 to 60. And the main reason why third person has played is because of the Chinese viewership. But wait till you hear this next number. First person's perspective without Chinese viewers, 589,000. So only 50,000 difference between uh, first person and third person, excluding Chinese viewerships. But if you you put them in there, it's an extra 45 million. So they've definitely come on board with first person. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's hard to say whether or not that was because- it's the weekend, right? It could be that. A little and OMG bit. was dominating that first day. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So, either way, I, I feel like you look at those numbers and it's hard to justify why they would want to do third person again. Um, yeah. If there's such a big difference in China, because that's where, like, that's that's primarily the reason why they're doing that third person is because of China. But if Chinese uh, viewers are on board with first person, then... Is there much point of them even running that competition? Yeah. So, or that is can insane. be on board with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. Huge, huge amount of difference between... Uh, and they, like, kind of broke down viewership platforms and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting uh, number to look at because that's a lot of fucking people watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, day two kicked off, and OMG tried yeah really hard to tank that. They came tenth, fourth uh, place, sixteenth, and then thirteenth, with a total of about fifteen kills across those um, those extra four rounds. So right, yeah, they um, <laughs> it was looking pretty tight towards the end there. They 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 just really all they needed to do was basically. Rank tank, right? And rank tank, yeah. They would have been okay. Um, mm-hmm. And they ended up winning the tournament by 200 points. So That's it, insane. It got close, really close. And the other thing was that uh, Team Liquid ended up coming uh, second. And the last two games, they came second place. And then also they won the last game. So it was tight. They, Jeez. If, if they would have got... Um, if they would have went off and got 20, 30 kills, they, they would have to get like 30-something kills, but um, yeah. it was definitely close. They they tried to put it back in there. Like, they came second, sixth, second, and then first. It was it was super close. They played very consistent team liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Chiefs didn't go so well. Chiefs did not go well. The Australian team... Um, they, I think, played... They had their best game um, overall from the tournament that day, but uh, the rest of it was pretty bad. Um, yep. So, first up, they played Miramar. Um, each day, the, the first uh, round would be Miramar, changing it up, which is cool. I really enjoy watching Miramar. I think the... Because um, the landscape is so much different, it's a lot of hills, 
Um, you know, it's it's some wide open areas, um, but you've still got cover. Um, yeah. It's really cool to watch like fights take place. Whereas on Arangel, it's you can have these huge open spaces, and there's not really like you don't have much protection between you and maybe an enemy. Yeah, someone that's around you, and um, yeah, it's it's not as I, don't, I just don't know. It's it's more reliant on making sure you are in compounds, and then as the circle gets smaller and smaller, then it's about like finding these these sort of divots and or trees, rocks, that sort of thing, setting up um, cars in certain positions, like that sort of thing. Whereas on Miramar, it feels like you can sort of play with the landscape a bit more. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching that. Um, yeah. So Chiefs came fourth that. Uh, that first game and they ended up with 11 kills which was the most of any team um on that match and i was pretty upset about that because i was watching the feed and uh they didn't show any of the kills from the cheese at all during um that game they they went on like a i think it was in the span of about five minutes they they basically wiped three teams and like the main broadcast feed didn't show any of it which is, yeah. uh, it was pretty fucking, like, I think I wrote on, I wrote on Twitter, it was disrespectful to the team. Um, cause they were, you know, they, they weren't, Chiefs weren't doing badly. They were around the 10th position, I think, by the end of day one, like, out of 20 teams, they were still doing good, but it, they just, like, completely ignored the Chiefs the entire tournament. Um, they got no airtime. And they were like at the at that stage of that round, they had the most kills, like flat out, and no one was paying any attention to them. They they pretty much cleared an entire um, the west side of the circle, and it was just like, all right, now we're watching this player from OMG loot some bodies because, yeah, <laughs> well, not even loot bodies, like trying to hide behind a hill, and that's what we were watching for fifteen seconds while you're looking at the kill feed and. There's all these people dropping. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like there needs to be... The, the production on it needs to be done better. Um, like 1,000%, yeah. It's like there needs to be someone in the area saying, all right, there's things happening on this side. Why don't we go look at the team that has the most kills at the moment or something like that? It's just... Yeah, when, you, when you're standing there watching people loot bodies or just crawling through the grass because purely... They're the team that's either winning the tournament at the moment or, um, you know, they're a, a fan favorite. Like, we saw so much OMG, so, saw so much Team Liquid. Um, I mentioned this before, like, even 4AM, which were a team that weren't in the top 10, 10 at all, they were getting tons of airtime as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just purely because they're a Chinese team. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's it sucks that they were treated that way, I feel like. I mean, I yeah, don't think they should be front stage like every game but the fact that they were doing the best that round and they got completely ignored yeah is yeah that, that was shit <laughs> yeah it's, it's garbage mm. <clears throat> yep. uh, so they ended up coming 12th overall Chiefs um, which is I think it's probably it might be our best ranking in a tournament well, like a, a, ninth a, third person. a global tournament yeah I mean comparing <laughs> to so um, yeah they did they did good that's fine. It's just like super proud of them. I mean, there's there's twenty fucking teams. Uh, they they came above fifteenth, like in both tournaments. Fuck it. Like we, the OC region has so many fucking challenges. It's 
it's rough. So, yeah, fucking more power to them. Yeah, like we only get these, it seems like we're only getting these global tournaments every maybe three months or so at the moment. Yeah. Um, whereas the the European teams, the Chinese teams, they're all they're the US teams. Um, they're doing it a lot more frequently with each other because they're so close. Yeah. Um, and like some of the US teams played poorly as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's another PGL happening. Yep. You see that the fall invitational? Yeah, they haven't announced the um, structure for that though. They? No, they haven't said where or anything. Or what teams? It's, it will, sounds like it'll be a global tournament. I don't see them not inviting someone from Oceana um, just because of the way we've played. <laughs> Did you hear that? What was that? <laughs> I fired it. And it was a big one. It no. was good. Ah, oh, didn't you? So that's not going to come through on the podcast. <laughs> Got it. Um, hey, what's the point? What's the point of farting if people aren't going to be able to hear it at home? Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, PGI. I, there's I a know. lot. There's a lot they can improve. I've yes. written how many fucking words is this thing yet uh, at the moment? I'm up to most of the way through point two of my five point how to make PGI better. All right, what PGI needs to do to make PUBG esports ready or something like that. I haven't landed on a title. I always do my titles last, and I'm at 1,200 words so far. So uh, not even halfway through. This one's going to be a fucking thesis. Yeah. And that was still doing that thing where the commentators and the observers weren't on the same page. Like, you yeah. move, like halfway through a fight, they're just disappearing. You're on something else completely irrelevant mm-hmm. to what the commentator's talking about. Um, anyway. Annoying. Yeah. Uh, and so following that up, the, um, the patch is in the process of coming out. It's on test servers at the moment. Um, I think there's two big changes in here. One of them <coughs> is uh, bullet pen- penetration for limbs. So what would happen before is if uh, you were fighting somebody um, and you shot them in the arm, uh, yep. they would take arm damage. Um, and if you think about it, if you're holding a rifle, an assault rifle in front of you and mm. looking down the barrel, your arms are sort of covering parts of your body um, in the game and so if you would shoot those parts they would basically take the arm damage um, and so what they've done now is they've they've pretty much made it so the bullets will penetrate and go through and if they manage to hit other parts of the body like your head or your chest then the game will take into effect that it'll take like the most damage so your chest or your head will take um, that that uh, that strike instead which right. is a good change because it means you're no longer like like firing all these bullets into somebody and being like, why the fuck are they not dying? And it turns out it's because you're shooting them in the arms or the hands, yep. which are the lowest parts uh, generally in the like the hit count. Um, they've uh, From what I saw, they completely removed hands from the hit boxes now as well. So that's, oh. that's no longer there. Um, okay. It's only arms, which is, yeah, it's a good change, I feel like. Because um, you're no longer running situations where you're shooting someone straight on and all their damage is being soaked up by the arm hitbox. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good change. Um, the other one was uh, 3D spotting, 3D, 3D marking. Spotting. Yeah, marking, yeah. Basically, same sort of feature that's in uh, Rainbow Six Siege. You press a button, it'll bring up a little marker on the screen, depending on where you're, where you're marking. Mm. Um, the thing about that is everybody on your team will be able to see it now. Um, previously, you would go into the map, 
uh, drop a pin, and then it'd show up on the um, the mini map. So, I think yeah, that's a huge change. It is um, pretty huge. It's dividing the community. Like I think it's like I think it's like a sixty forty split at the moment. Six percent of people are about it. Yeah, about forty percent are not cool with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, I'm not. I'm not sure. It's it's an interesting change. I want to see it in practice. Yeah, I don't think. Like, I can't see why it would be a bad thing necessarily. It, it, it sort of it lowers the skill threshold a yep. little bit, but I don't think. Like, I think that is elitism. You know, I don't. I don't think it's enough that it makes a measure it will make a measurable difference i think it's just a quality of life improvement but that's what it strikes me as is more of a quality of life improvement than um anything that negates skill differentiation because the ability to fucking mark something on a map is not particularly significant in terms of skill so it's literally just marking shit is a little bit easier now yeah um i do understand that like i do understand that it might make uh a little bit more of a difference in a gunfight yeah because there used to be a uh like something there was something to be said for like my ability to accurately drop a fucking marker i have always been very proud of my ability to do this uh i will be like yeah okay that's roughly where it was and bingo bango that's exactly where it is uh but i don't think like that that's there's a quite a bunch of fucking thought processing that goes into that that i don't think is necessary like it would be easier all i'm ultimately doing is converting the map into the 2d map so yeah i don't think it's that big a fucking deal I don't know. I think it's. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, the, like it comes down to being sort of like you'd relay information in your team before you'd say, I don't know, this fucking degree is correct, but you'd be like west, uh, two hundred and forty degrees, halfway up the hill, third tree to the right of the rock. Like, yeah, uh, you like that'd be how you relay information. Now it's just literally look at that tree and, and drop a marker by pressing alt right click. Yeah, <laughs> it's you, you've gone from, uh, you know, relaying information that, that could take three or four seconds to pretty much instantly, um, and accurately as well. Whereas before you'd you'd say that, and then the person, people on your team will be like, all right, well, three where's three forty five? I'm a bit more east of them. Like, all right, halfway up the hill, where's this rock? I can see three rocks, like that sort of thing, and like trying to figure out which tree they're behind. Um, whereas now it's just like literally. Here's the tree they're at. Don't fucking look away from that tree. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't... No, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, you know, it's a quality of life change type type in there, type of thing in there. Um, I've never had any issues with it in games like um, Rainbow. Yeah. Um, but this is a different type of game as well. It's a bit more... Yeah, it's like like larger and orienteering takes uh like is a pretty big part of it. But like I said, like we had we'd gotten pretty good at dropping fucking markers. It always used to drop me drive me fucking nuts when you guys would describe where someone was instead of just dropping a fucking marker. Because we were pretty good at it. So I I could never understand. I'd be like, we'll just drop a marker. But yeah. I always have to I like the amount of times I'd have to say, we'll just drop a marker. 
I think annoyed me more than anything else. So, but when you're the in the fact middle of a gunfight, you fucks will be able to actually just drop a fucking marker now. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I think it's the difference between like if you're in the middle of a gunfight trying to drop markers harder. It's it's the difference between like someone on your team saying they're 300 meters up on that hill and you going and then eventually fighting them and being like they're fucking like 20 meters in front of us, you dickhead. Like they're, they're no no in here. Now it's just like. Here's my marker. That shoot that tree. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna change things up. I, I'm, I think uh, I'm cool with the change. I'm all right with it. People, I, like it. I feel like, will get over it. Yeah. Um. So that's that's one of the big changes. The rest of them are, are more quality of life stuff. Um. They've improved dropping and dragging items off of inventory um, slots. Uh, being able to uh, mute teammates. Um, team management buttons. Um, they've changed up the way Erin uh, Girl is laid out in some of the areas, added a couple more compounds, changed some of the um, uh, sort of the landscape in some areas, and um, added a maximum frame rate limit in the in-game settings, which is awesome. That's good. That's something I've fucking been waiting for for ages. They never had that in there. Mm. Um, so now I'll be able to be like, all right, I want to limit my game at 60 frames per second because... Yeah, I don't like it jumping from 144 or 100. I usually get like 114 in some parts, and then it drops down to like 90, and sometimes it tanks to like fucking 40. Yeah, I'd, I would prefer a solid 60 yep. for the majority of the time, and I feel like that would improve the experience. So, sure. Um, and then dynamic weather has been added into both the maps again, which is cool. Both the maps. Yeah, Aaron Go and Miramar. Right. Yeah, because it's already in the other one. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of bug fixes and whatnot. So, yeah, there's some good changes in there. But, mm. anyway. PUBG. Cool. PUBG. Yeah. And we got our backpacks. Yeah, we got uh, some Logitech PUBG backpacks. Level 3 bags. I'm All a right. fan. I like it. Um, the only thing I'd like, like more is if uh, it's got Velcro for the front pocket. You can hear that. Yep. Uh, I would prefer a zipper for the front pocket. Cool. Uh, it's the only only major feedback I have. But it's a good size. Uh, it's like very spacious inside. It sort of pops out like uh, to make like quite a large bag inevitably. Yeah. Uh, it's got a little laptop sleeve in the um, main compartment, so you can hold your uh, you chuck your laptop in there and hold it properly. It's got like pouches on the side. Um, oh, it's not a pouch. What? Oh, it's just sewn on. What the fuck? It's a fake pouch. It is a fake pouch. That's insane. That's what the. That's insane. That is insane. Why would that? Why would you do that? Save cost saving. That is crazy. Um. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It doesn't have pouches. Well, shit. Um. It's got a lot of loops and stuff that you can like hang stuff off. Yeah. Uh, which is nice, and yeah, it's a good bag. Cool, I'm cool. Happy. happy with it. I can't believe it doesn't have fucking side pouches. Yeah, I can't believe I just learned about it. I um, I got some loot in the uh, the Twitch um, the Twitch stream. Oh yeah, because they had like you'd you'd need to correctly guess who would win um the rounds, and yeah. then if you did that, you got a crate. Um, yeah, and I got one. Go on. So I got a, a PGI set from 
the I don't know the tournament whatever they were doing. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. I dig it. No, I bought a um, Chiefs jacket. Right. You're crazy. Oh, in game. In game. Yeah. Oh, okay. How much is that? Um, I think it was five bucks or something. Whoa. They did rev sharing. So, uh, yeah, Chiefs will get a cut of that, which I think Are is they awesome. Trying to f- raise money to fix the servers, or <laughs> classic. Um, yeah, that was that was that. Uh, speaking of rev sharing, yeah, um, Dota just hit twenty three million, and there's twenty three days left. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, what was the what was it twenty four the last years? Yeah, they need. 1.8 million to beat last year's. Yeah. I think 1. they'll 1.8 million. I feel like they're going to hit it. <laughs> uh, but will they will they hit uh what like will they hit your prediction which was 28 million? Was it? 23 days to go, 28 million. I don't remember saying 5 that. more million dollars. It's fucking written down mate. I'm looking at it oh, right yeah. now. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I said 25.5. I'm looking good. I'm looking good. You're going to owe me. I can't remember what you owe me. A bottle of Japanese whiskey. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, nice. What if they drop an extra crate? Then you're fucked. Oh, yeah. Then I'm cooked. Yeah. Just Shit. anything. Just do anything. No. You're stuffed. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah, All right. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I was watching some Dota on the weekend as well. It was good. Cool. I don't remember what it was, but it was a tournament. <laughs> Good story. Yeah. Great story. Loved it. Spider-Man. Cool. Spider-Man. Yeah. I like this game. Uh, Luke hated it. It's crazy. <laughs> this is terrible. It's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, Spider-Man. He does whatever a spider can. That song, I was thinking about it in the shower. Yeah. I was singing it to myself in the shower. <laughs> That's how hyped it's got you. It's weirdly ominous. It's like, look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. That is a threat. That is uh, like, you don't say, look out. Like, you might say, look out, radioactive man. But you wouldn't say, look out. Here comes radioactive man. Unless you were specifically afraid of radioactive man. So is the person singing a bad guy or is Spider-Man a bad guy? I think it's a, a bad guy singing. A bad guy singing. Michael Bublé is a Spider-Man villain, is what you're saying. He didn't invent the song. He just did a rendition of it. He's still singing from that fucking perspective. Oh, uh, is he? And that's like, that's the theme song, isn't it? For the fucking Spider-Man? I, don't, I guess so. Yeah. I don't think it's been a theme song. Like, the it was theme, the theme song, song for the Spider-Man cartoon. is sung from the fucking perspective of a villain. Yeah. Have you not seen the Spider-Man musical? Um, I, I know everyone died. <laughs> really? No, lots of people got injured. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, actually not in the musical, but the, like, not the story, the real thing. No. Yeah. Yeah, shit. The staging of groups and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, all I know about the Spider-Man musical is Spider-Man musical 2 that they did in Incredible. Sorry, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Titus Titus goes for a part in in it. And 
they have a song. They make a song about it. It's called Spider-Man 2, Too Many Spider-Men. Yep. And I think it's based on that cartoon that they're doing later this year. You know, the one with Nick Cage as Spider-Man? Nick Cage? Nick Cage is one of the Spider-Men, yeah. He's oh. one of the Spider-Men. Oh, okay. Into the There's multiverse, whatever it's called. dozens into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. Yeah. Well, they should get fucking Titus Andromeda on. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe that's a, a cameo. A cameo, yeah. Well, we can only hope. Who's Think playing Char- Spider-Pig, though? They actually, they answered this. I can't remember who. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to look it up. Into the Spider-Verse... <laughs> cast uh oh this is good uh shameek moore spider-man jake johnson spider-man nicholas cage (laughs) spider-man interesting thank you for your unbelievable help uh one of them's miles the other one is peter parker spider-ham john mulaney right the comedian um yeah they, they had like there's lots of Spider-Man. There's lots of, like, lots of them. Yeah, well, that's uh, Spider-Verse, yeah. They've announced a lot of them. John Mulaney, Kimiko Glenn as Penny Parker. I don't know who the fuck that is. Hayley Stan- Steinfeld as uh, Spider-Gwen. Oh, Nicolas Cage is Spider-Man Noir. Right. Um. Yeah, cool. It's just Spider-Man, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. So, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man Noir, I played 90% of the Spider-Man preview as Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. So, basically, you, you play through the game, uh, you do the start, like, the starting sequence, which, uh, like, involves, like, it's set sort of eight years after Peter Parker's become Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's like an experienced superhero at this stage. There's not like an origin yeah. story. We're not learning about, you know, how he got his powers and, and, you know, how to use them. It's like this dude is, he knows his shit. Yeah. And, uh, uh sorry. Uh, and you're taking down Kingpin, basically. Uh, the Vincent start of the D'Onofrio. Game. But it's not played by Vincent. It D'Onofrio. should be, though. It should be. He's the fuck. He has literally defined the role. Uh, he was the best part of Daredevil season one. And every time they do another Daredevil and he's not in it, uh, it hurts me. It, I die on the inside. Although Punisher in season two was pretty good. Yeah. But he wasn't in it enough. Um, That's why they made his own show. Punisher's awesome. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Punisher was awesome. Mm. And I'm, I'm sad that it took me so long to actually watch it because I figured it'd be shit like all the other Defender TV shows. Um, Yeah, so uh, you're taking on the Kingpin. It's basically like the start of the game is uh, wrapping up that arc, I guess, of of Peter Parker's time as Spider-Man by getting rid of Kingpin and opening up to so many other possible villains. Hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's a good, like, little tutorial. It, it takes you through all the, like, ins and outs of being, like, Spider-Man in, this, in the Insomniac's version of the, the world. And then, um, yeah, you take on the Kingpin. It's basically the first fight, boss fight. Uh, it's not that difficult. I didn't find it very hard. I died 
once during it, uh, but only because I guess uh, it was one of those ones where, like, I still... I don't feel like I'd really had enough time with the combat to necessarily take on a boss yeah. plus 12 plus other, other dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I got to that stage as well, and it, it's like a phased fight. It kind of starts off with, like... Uh, it's a little cool concept as well. It's like you and, uh, like some turrets that are set up around the room. And he kind of puts himself behind a glass cage. Um, yep. I like the line from him being like, I can still see you in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so you take out these turrets and he ends up webbing them up and then like throwing the turrets at the glass. And Kingpin is like, whoa, what are you doing? Um, and eventually the glass breaks. You fight Kingpin. Uh, and then he sort of, ends up in a third phase of the fight where it's you versus him and then like a bunch of other thugs show up um, and you're sort of trying to manage doing that phased fight again but but while you're being attacked by all these other people yeah and i was struggling a little bit there like having to micromanage the um all the guys coming at you while also trying to deal with kingpin as well so i did also die at that part and i was like thinking man this is a bit more challenging than, than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it sort of just rolls you. I mean, he just, he, like, Kingpin's sort of a little bit unrelenting in his attacks. Uh, he does, I think, like, four in a row, right? Like, because uh, Spider-Man's got his um, Spidey senses. Yeah. And uh, they sort of act the same way as, like, the warning, uh, the incoming warning for Batman. The combat's very Batman. Uh, there's, like, yeah. there's zero question. It's 100%, like, the Arkham style of combat. Uh, it works really well. It, it fits the game really well. Uh, and, you know, doing it as Spidey senses makes far more sense than Batman's version. Uh, but, um, yeah. It basically, like, you dodge and you're supposed to just fucking keep dodging uh, when the Kingpin's on his, on his bullshit again uh, until you can get, like, some separation. And it's difficult because it, or, like, not only does it throw fucking Kingpin at you, but, like, 12 other motherfuckers and it's, like, a couple of each of the many kinds yeah. fucking enemies that you've learned to take on there's a there's shield guys there's gun guys there's fucking like melee weapon guys and just regular dudes who are seriously just fucking fodder and uh yeah, yeah you just you're not really equipped to to do do shit you've yes. got to kind of think about it because it's that same sort of formula as your i guess we're going to be referencing <laughs> batman or the arkham series a lot even a lot of brawler games up until Arkham have been using the same sort of system. But you're like each archetype type has their own way of sort of dealing with these enemies. Like yeah. the shield guy, you've got to kind of stun them and then web them up, and then you take take them out. Whereas like the guys with the um, the melee weapons, you can't directly hit them because they'll just block you all the time. So you've got to launch you know, them. You've got to launch them into the air, and then there's other guys that come later on, and it's like oh, you got to throw. Uh, objects within within the environment at them to stun yep. them. And like you got to think about all these things. Like, all right, who am I taking on? What do I got to do to get rid of them? Meanwhile, Kingpin is like running at you, full yeah. charge. Yeah, you're, you're like, okay, so I'll, I'll punch this shield guy twice, and then I'll slide between his legs, and now I'm gonna punch him in the back uh, and try to launch him so I can. And then like Kingpin is like no. pounded through you again, and you're like, all oh, right, yeah, cool. Um, 
Uh, I will probably start this one over. Um, you've got a uh, like you've got spider focus, and you can use your spider focus to heal yourself. Yeah, and uh, I it only I only died once, but I was literally <laughs> hammering the fucking heal button. Yeah, I was doing uh, in, in the second time. Uh, I would make any focus at all, and I'm like, yep, heal. Oh fuck, heal. Heal, heal, heal. Because, uh, like, two hits from fucking Kingpin would take me down to, like, fucking under 50%. Like, it was it was rough. Like, you were definitely four hits away from dying to Kingpin. And, uh, yeah, and that didn't count account for all the other motherfuckers. So, yeah, it was a complicated fight. And uh, once you get it done, the like, it, it drops you in the open world. And you can sort of just do whatever the fuck you want. And uh, it's it's cool like you you do sort of just start to explore this world and i think it's like it's a really really pretty rendition of manhattan um but it's also like uh quite detailed like there's a lot going on Hmm. uh you can go all the way down to the street and you can like get you get xp for giving people high fives and shit not really yeah, um, taking selfies. I've seen that before. And- yeah, you do like do all this sh- stuff, and and like it does feel like they've paid a lot of attention to Manhattan as a city. Uh, but once you like, once you do all that, you go to uh, Peter's job, and Peter's job is not as a photographer. He's a um, he's a scientist, and that's where suddenly you're able to sort of do stuff with your suit and stuff. Mm. And so uh, there's large chunks of that that we're not allowed to talk about uh that that are under embargo so we'll just dodge around that uh like about him being a scientist and stuff uh but we can't talk about the suits and stuff yeah and uh yeah i loved it i loved how they've handled the suit stuff uh because you can basically uh you can switch to any suit you like and then you can switch in any suit's power so uh each suit has a different power uh, but you are not stuck. If you want to look like Spider-Man Noir, you are not stuck with Spider-Man Noir's suit power, which right. I cannot remember what the fuck it was. I uh, think it was, uh, it had to do with- Stealth, right? Yeah, was, stealth. So like, stealth's a bit better. When, when, if you're in a stealth mode and an enemy spotted you, he wouldn't be able to call for backup. Right, that's what it was, yeah. Pointless. Who gives a fuck? Because uh, they're already dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, not dead, um, webbed up. He doesn't kill people. Webbed up. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't kill people, <laughs> or does he? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I unlocked that immediately, because I, I was doing all kinds of, like, side shit. Yeah. And uh, the way you unlock the suits is by, like, you find backpacks, uh, you prevent crime, you do all this kind of, like, world shit. There's, like, that- eight different types of crafting tokens. Eight, really? So, did you see down the bottom left, it was like, there were tokens on the screen. And so, yep. like, the things you're talking about, like the crime, uh, yep. locations, so taking photos of, of landmarks, the backpacks. There's, like, research stations later on that I, I don't know if they were in this build, but I, I'd seen them in the other build that I played. Um, okay. There are, like, challenge missions where you're, like, uh, swinging through the streets and you're, like, chasing a drone and you've got to go through... Um, like markers, oh, yeah. which okay. are, are, you know, it's a way of trying to get you to learn really well how to swing. Like you've got to go through these circles and they're in specific spots, things like that. So I think they tie back into that token system. So there's, right. there seems to be yeah, a lot okay. of things you can do. 
yeah, there's def- there definitely felt like there was a lot that I could, uh, I'd be able to do. Uh, but, yeah, to unlock the Spider-Man noir suit, all I needed was some backpacks and some crimes. And uh, that was easy enough. Uh, you find backpacks fucking everywhere. And uh, crimes, uh, if you press, like, when you're in the open world portion, if you press the R3 button, um, you sort of ping out on the map and... Uh, Crimes will show up as this big red icon. You just make your way over there and uh, solve the crime however you might. Yeah. Um, I did like a, I think there was like a bank heist or like a jewelry, jewelry heist. Yeah. I think I looked over at your screen once and you were like on top of a car, like webbing a Yeah, that was a good one. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, they change. Like there's, it seems like there's a lot of different fucking crimes that you, there's like, you can spoil a drug deal, which I'm philosophically against. Uh, <laughs> you can like, yeah, like stop a hit and run. I think he was, or maybe, I don't know. It was a car chase. I stop saw, the car chase. I don't know if it was a hit and run, but I was just running through the street at one stage and there was like an ambulance and like a car accident and they were kind of like clinging it up. Oh, that's think, cool. I don't think it was like a, like part of a crime mission or anything. It was just shit that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Just part of the world feeling alive. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is when you're in the middle of doing one of those things, you press R3 and it tells you there's extra challenges and you can earn more tokens yep. by completing those challenges. And it may, like it makes you think about playing the game a different way. Like some of them, uh, like can be complicated, especially if you, start like start it and then look at them like some of one of them was like yeah take out three dudes well, like stealth. In, stealth yeah and you're like well i've already fucked this one uh <laughs> i'll just beat them up um but yeah like there's other ones like web uh five dudes to walls and yeah you just have to like put that together basically you just have to try to make it so that, that it works and uh I, I got really into them. Like, I I love challenges. Like, just challenges that encourage me to play a little bit differently. Like, not... I don't, I don't want to go too far out of my way, but... Yeah. Like, yeah, if, if all I have to do is take a little bit longer in a mission, um, and I'll, like, I'll complete some challenge, I'm fucking about it. Yeah, bring it on. Because, yeah, it's usually about, like, finding that one move and then exploiting that and being like, well, this thing works and I'll just use this on everything. So you can't really do that anymore. It's like, uh, yeah. you want to get the max points and it's like, all right, complete these tokens, do it this way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you'll be able to unlock more suits. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's some good suits. There's some good ass suits. And you can like modify them even further. They've got like subsystems. So um, you can sort of add like craft even more things that, that allow you to do like extra utility and boost your defenses and that sort of stuff. Um, so you yeah. can tinker with them, like even that little bit further. And the other thing I noticed is if you, it seemed like you switched the suit, it would hold onto your mods and stuff. Yeah, right. When you switched. So it made the suit seem like very much an aesthetic choice, mm. like literally just a costume. And all the mods and stuff is about how you play. You didn't like reset and you'd have to like put it all in again, which I think is really good. I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, I, I just thought, 
I think the suit portion of that fucking game is shaping up really fucking good. It looks um, like there's a lot. Like I, I think I unlocked like seven, six or seven. Yeah. But the list they had in there seemed pretty chunky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was there's heaps that were still like grayed out, so you couldn't even like see a silhouette or anything. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So uh, that was good. Um. The what about the swinging? The what? The swinging. Yeah. I like the swinging. You've got issues with it. I do. <laughs> I still think. Now, having played it, I still think there is a fundamental problem with the momentum. However, I have come to terms with the fact that I might have unrealistic expectations. Like I, I am, I am okay. I've like I've come to terms with this this like idea that the game that I want won't exist. Like it will never exist. They're never going to make it. Uh, and not like because I think it is probably too uh, punishing, too unrealistic. Yeah, <laughs> or not no, fun. Like I, yeah, yeah, it's not fun, right? Like I think what I want would sacrifice quite a lot uh, in pursuit of physics-based movement that might wind up being like an, like fun. I think it'd be fun. Uh, because in my mind it's very fun but i think that for the general public it might be very difficult and they wouldn't feel like a badass superhero yeah so i understand right like i get it but you were trying to explain it to me yet the other day and i couldn't understand like what you wanted out of it like you were trying to explain the swinging motion i was trying to explain that particular like swinging technique Mm. where there is like a light pole right yeah and it stretches out over the road and you swing down and the like a quarter of the way up the web gets like collides with the light pole right and then you swing your trajectory should should change as a result yeah i but i i feel like the light poles in the game are too low to the ground for that to happen they're but not they- too low they're just not long enough out like horizontally for you to make it happen okay but i feel like they did that on purpose maybe to stop me from yeah yeah doing- i mean there's things in there like and i don't know if it changes later on because there, there's a whole skill tree system which we haven't even talked about yet um but when you're swinging uh, on like anchor points set up throughout this world, you can't just hit hit right trigger, and he webs onto something. There needs to be something there for you to web onto, and um, so sometimes you'll just be hitting R two and nothing happens um, because you're not near a building, you're not near a tree or or something that can latch onto. Uh, so the thing is, when you do finally latch onto that, he gets to a point in that swing where he'll just let go at the top of the arc. Um, what it'd be interesting to see would be if you just held on to that and like he would end up coming back you know mm. what I mean like what then would that allow you to have like fire off another web on the other side or like play around with the physics a bit more um, I think that'd be interesting to sort of see how that would pan out yeah that because there cool. are there are occasions there where I've seen him like if you're super close to buildings he, he'll fire more than one web off like he'll fire two webs off um, yeah and and I did 
well, maybe I'll transition into the skill tree now, but there are three separate skill trees. There's uh, Innovator, Defender, and Web Slinger. Um, first one's obviously Attack, and then Defense, and then Web Slinger seems to have uh, things in there that allow you to sort of have more maneuverability in the web swinging. So I unlocked one which was like, uh, basically, when you're swinging around the environment, you can press the X button, and he'll latch onto another point in the world and sort of tr- pull himself forward and, and like trajectory in a straight line. Yep. Um, and you can then start chaining those as well. You can start like doing two in a row. Um, and there are, there's that was other- a, that's a suit mod, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that was a, oh no, it might have been one of his skills. Yeah, I think it was a skill in the one right. skill tree. And like there was other stuff in there being like, all right, once you get, like if you do that off a ledge then it gives you even more momentum like so there are things in there that allow you to unlock more moves but yeah yeah like i don't know if some of this stuff is is in there the things that like i'm wanting um so yeah it's hard to say like if we've seen the whole like uh sort of his his move set at all yeah um i unlocked one that was like you can do tricks in the air now (laughs) and you get xp for them Nice. So you hold like I think it was like triangle and circle, and then a direction, and yeah. he does like backflips or like Sick. shit like that while you're in the air. And you get XP for it. Awesome. So, yeah, there are there is stuff in there, but I know what you mean. Like it'd be cool if you had more control about it, but at the same time, is that fun? <laughs> mm. Yeah. 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 But there's definitely momentum, right? Like when you're if you latch onto a point and it hits something on the left-hand side of a building, if you don't press anything, he starts swinging left. It he might does, not be a yes. lot, but it's still there. And if you go around that corner, then you've kind of got to force it. Like, oh, if I want to go right, you've definitely got to give it a bit to have it go in that direction. Like, it's not a lot, but if you're not pressing anything, he definitely swings in that direction. Yeah. Yeah, there's momentum. that just seems to cap out, I think. And the other thing that I noticed is that, um, like, he doesn't, like when you compare the swinging to Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Two always always like you're a hundred all the time. Like you could start from a standing spot, and as soon as you latch onto something, he just fucking go. Whereas this is, it takes a little bit to get going. You've got, you've kind of got to get into that motion, um, and uh, you can sort of build up that momentum as well by depending on where you release your jump. Um, so if you do it like at a really high arc. You'll get more verticality, but if you're sort of in between, like the the lowest point of that swing, and you know where you would get the highest, then you get more speed, um, and you can play with that a little bit more. Uh, and there were things like unlocks, like uh, I think I called them like milestones, um, which I was getting, and so it would end up again adding to things like swinging. So um, it's like, all right, you've got a five percent speed boost now while you're swinging in the air. I don't think you saw anything like that, though, right? No. Uh, well, I, I saw... Like, indicators the, of it. Yeah, I saw it indicated, but it never actually translated into any, like... Benefits. Anything. Yeah, because uh, I just didn't do it enough, I think. Like, I, I think I got to, like, uh, 5,000 of 10,000 or something like that. Yeah. I wasn't really clear on how that was being, like, acquired... Yeah. So I wasn't sure if I needed to like get all ten thousand in one go, or if it was just a cumulative, or you know, like I, I don't think that was conveyed very well. Yeah, it seemed like it was like a step counter <laughs> type system. Like, yeah, you've hit yeah. four thousand of ten thousand steps. Congratulations. Um, 
so yeah that that'll be like something else that you can get in there but yeah the going back to like the skills stuff did you well you did because i i saw you doing it you seem to have unlocked quite a lot um oh yeah skill tree yeah i i i gotten fairly far down the the tree but I, I spread like i spread wide as well there's three distinct like paths and i wanted to try to have a look at all three of them but uh yeah i like i was mostly just trying to find um interesting combat shit and then i got distracted and tried to get more mo- movement stuff but i think you must have made it further down the movement like I sort of did the same thing as you. Um, sort of right. put like two or three points in each. Yeah. Um, right. I, I was. You had, I think, half an hour more with it than me. Yeah. Um, but I, I know at one stage I came back and I looked at your skill tree and I was like, holy shit, all right, there's... What's he been doing? Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I guess you, you get a lot of XP for just completing shit out in the world. Um, and so... I'd been fucking about in the world a lot because we finished. I looked over and I saw that you were basically at the same, same point. point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's definitely because I'd spent a fucking ton of time farting about in the open world. Um, like I just, I really enjoyed uh, screwing about in that in that Manhattan. Like I was just unlocking. It's got towers. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's got towers and towers on how you unlock the mini map that Far Cry thing uh, that everyone is tired of, but I don't but think it's that Batman big a towers. problem. It's the same system from Batman, right? The radio where you, radio frequency, you got to tune. Yeah, it. yeah. It's like literally the same system. Um, I don't think they're that bad, like, because it, it like it's literally just about traversal. Yeah. Uh, it's not like there's puck or puzzle climbing stuff or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just swing up and do the, yeah, the radio thing. That's good. It's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Um, and yeah, eventually you find like a bunch of landmarks as well. And I got pretty deep into taking photos of landmarks. So. Did you, I went to Avengers Tower. I did not. I did go to the top of the Empire State Building, but I didn't go to Avengers Tower. It was too far to the north, and I never felt like it was really on my way anywhere. But, yeah, uh, I'll definitely check it out. Could you go all the way up to the top of it? Yeah, I I ran up the top. Uh, It's crazy. It's crazy that they just let anyone run all over that fucking shit, right? You'd think it'd have security or something. (laughs) Maybe. I would think. I would think. Yeah. Maybe he's got like a, a tracker on him and, and they know. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Like he's like a, a pet. You know, they got RFID things in them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So what else is there we can talk about? Um, some of the side mission stuff. I like the, um, the like him talking to Yuri and talk like, I don't know if you heard a lot of it, but the spider cop stuff. Uh, yeah, it was like him yeah. monologuing about solving crimes and, and all this shit, and he's he was right into it, and she was like, "This is stupid. I'm leaving." Um, yeah, and then like the Jonah Jameson, um, yeah, podcast. podcast, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, it's it's kind of dorky, but it adds a bit to like adds to the world. It grows the world, and uh, I like I like the like chatter between Yuri and, and um, Peter because it sort of makes them both feel like more than like it makes 
Yuri feel like more than just a task giver. Hmm. And it makes Peter sound like, you know, a, a, a person. Know, so. who, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, what else you see? We saw some uh, Mary Jane gameplay. Um, so, yeah. Oh, so, I guess we can... You're actually playing as Peter as well. Um, they talked about, like, wanting to... Like, the best Spider-Man stories are the ones where Peter Parker and Spider-Man's worlds, like, come together and yeah. cause chaos. And so, there are moments in the game where you are playing as Peter Parker and, and doing certain things. And uh, we ended up going to... Uh, one of Martin Lee's shelters in the game and speaking to like Aunt May um, and there was some some dialogue stuff in there and then from that moment you end up going to a museum and there's a break in there um, and then uh, Spider-Man has a run in with a thug that's like in a back room somewhere and uh, after he takes them out then he, he runs into Mary Jane and yeah. in this world she's not um, like she's not an actress or a model um, or uh, in the comics, she was a she was like a nightclub owner a couple right. of years back. Um, like in this world, she's a investigative reporter for the Daily Bugle. Um, and then it kind of like they're talking to each other, and then it goes in like a flashback se- sequence where it's like 15 minutes earlier, and then you're playing as MJ um, and sort of figuring like getting to learn the events up until this sort of attack in the museum. Um, like it, it was like a little bit of puzzly elements in there. A bit more backstory and whatnot, but it wasn't anything too challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think it added all that much. I spent a lot of time kicking boxes around, which I thought was fun. That was fun and funny. Uh, I also enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't. Uh, I don't know. It. It didn't really add anything to the like the like, story. Yeah, but seeing her perspective didn't bring me any insight or anything, you know. So it just seemed a bit kind of tacked on to me. Yeah, we. I mean, we got to see how that plays out. It's just like in one small section, but it's true. Like, yeah, it, yeah, I could do it without it if I needed to. Like it wasn't anything exciting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so there'll be different uh, playable characters, but by, by the sounds of it, and trying to sort of flesh out. Like, you're not just playing as Spider-Man. Like, even the Arkham stuff tried to do that in City, um, where you started off playing as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. This seems to be taking that even further. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I I always loved uh, Arkham the way Arkham City started. I I thought that transition uh, was really good, and it was a really, like, amazing way of informing the player that they were becoming the Batman as well. Um, <clears throat> with that in mind, I think that what they're doing for Spider-Man in like in trying to emphasize the duality of the character, right? I think that's even better, and uh, it's a really like clever way of reminding you that Peter Parker and Spider-Man are separate. I think you know it works really well for Batman to become Batman and remain as Batman because that's Batman, but Spider-Man is the two characters you know it's about those it's about peter parker and spider-man and they are sort of separate they're not like it's not fucking which one's the mask type shit you know i don't know you're the spider fan yep <laughs> um maybe maybe i haven't read enough spider-man but uh, like it's always to me it's 
it's felt like, yeah, uh, they are definitely, they're, they're separated, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. Cool. Uh, graphically gorgeous. Uh, I like their, their spider suits, uh, the white spider. I think that's really cool. I think it's a really cool idea to have their own spider uh, man costume uh, to put their stamp on, like, the like Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, we didn't talk about was uh, that beforehand he was saying that um, that that they were given the choice to do any Marvel property and they chose Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It's not like Sony came to them and said, you got to do a Spider-Man game. They like they came to him and said, "We we want a Marvel game. Yeah, what do you want to do?" And they chose Spider Man. I yeah. think that's fucking huge. Yeah, I think that's interesting because it makes you think. All right, well, what else is out there? Is yeah. there something else out there that could be being made as well? Yeah, yeah. And like, so who's doing it? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's very cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, that's it. That's it. Looking forward to it. It's uh, out next month. Um, oh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. There was one good bit. Uh, I, ca- I cackled and I disturbed the room because uh, I was, if you press L1 and hold L1 and R1 at the same time, he web slings stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was standing on the street. Right. Uh, and it gave me the option to like throw a manhole cover. Okay. And so I did it and he swung it around himself and everyone on the street ducked and then he fucking flung it and uh, it fucking beamed this person. They just like, they literally disappeared into the background and I lost my shit and I could not tell if, uh, if like Spider-Man had just edited a fucking pedestrian or if there was this uh, like, the kingpin's henchmen plain closed henchmen will just randomly attack you if you walk around on the street sometimes uh, um, I couldn't tell if maybe I just like accidentally fucking floored one of those cunts or if I just like <laughs> sent some pedestrian into the into <laughs> the shadow round. realm yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty funny and uh, I liked it yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I was surprised about the stealth I didn't realize there was going to be stealth aspects of the game yeah um, uh yeah, like it's it's super again similar to the Batman stuff, but like you were crawling around vents, um, yeah. like opening vents up and then sort of webbing people up to roofs. You'd sort of get you could like wall crawl onto top of ceilings, yeah, um, like get above people. And when you hit uh, it was R three, it would kind of give you an outline of of uh, things you could sort of interact with with an environment you could sort of look at people and enemies in the environment and see whether or not they were safe to take down. Um, Cause if you went after them and they weren't safe, then other people would be notified. And yep. so you could cause like distractions within the world, uh, make people move to certain areas to sort of go, ah, what was that sound over there? Um, and then you could do like a quick takedown. So yeah, I was kind of surprised that that was in there. I don't, it, it doesn't seem as fully fleshed out as like those elements, like those challenge rooms in Batman with all the gargoyles yeah um but it does seem like there's like a different way to approach the gameplay like it's not just hammering dudes in the face you can you know climb up walls and stealthily take them out yeah yeah it's definitely there's a a degree of stealth in there that uh 
yeah, I hadn't really seen before. Um, like, it's also, like, better done than I expected. But like you said, it's not as good as Batman, I think. Yeah. From what I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Is that it? I think that's all we've got here that we can talk about, at least for now. Uh, yes. Sounds like, yeah. No, it looks awesome. So. I'm super pumped for it. It'll be um, fun to check you out next month. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Cool. Uh, should we cool. do some news? Let's do some news. I think you can do this section because this looks like your news. Sure. All right. Gloomhaven is getting a video game adaption. This was a uh, uh, adaptation, rather. Uh, so this was um, this is at Gen Con, and uh, Gloomhaven's that board game I bought that I still haven't played. It's way too big, uh, but they're making a Gloomhaven. Uh, game. It's going to be single player to start off with, which is weird because Gloomhaven is um, primarily a multiplayer game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's like a dungeon crawling game, and that's pretty interesting to me. Um, apparently, though, you can already if you've got Tabletop Simulator, which is on sale this weekend, you can um, you can already get like a Steam Workshop version of Gloomhaven that is basically just Gloomhaven. Uh, and part of me wonders if perhaps they would have been better off pursuing that as an angle, you know, doing something that, uh, like, I don't know, introduces people to Gloomhaven as a world more than just trying to replicate the, the board game experience uh, as a different game. Um, like, keep people thinking about it as a board game and yeah like make the board game the primary way to play Gloomhaven as opposed to people being introduced to it to Gloomhaven as some single player game they inevitably one day check out the world's largest fucking board game box see if they like it I don't know you don't have any thoughts on this do you I've never heard of it before so no excellent uh <laughs> yeah well one day I'll actually get to play Gloomhaven. Um, at my new place, I might have a new, enough space to actually have a table mm. to play board games on. That's pretty exciting. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what else we got? Apple killed the App Store affiliate program. I saw this one on Touch Arcade, and they were um, they were grumpy. Um, so basically, it turns out. Uh, Apple has killed the affiliate program and sites like Touch Arcade used it uh, when people would like read a review on their sites. They would then click through and get the game on the App Store and they'd get a small cut out of it. They've killed that affiliate program and so now Touch Arcade doesn't get any of that money. if that is their entire business model, I don't know that they were really in a, that good a position anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, if they're, like, if they're a site that is uh, video game reviews and the only way they make money is um, through getting people to click on games via their reviews. Yeah. It's risky, risky business. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've always, I, I, 
that's not a, a shot at Touch Arcade. I've never seen anything they do that felt has felt like dodgy. But uh, yeah, like I, I've always largely enjoyed their um, reviews. Um, but on the other hand, I think they did like let a lot of shit slide. They were, you know, they've they've been pretty like easy on a lot of um pretty predatory um like mobile game ideas over the years Hmm. um they being a mobile site they do a lot of like they'll regularly pimp out clash royale and stuff with and they're never i never ever saw them like point out that the game is despicably pay to win mm-hmm. like pointedly pay to win so yeah i don't know like i don't think they ever use their reviews to um unfairly influence people into purchasing a game that they shouldn't have yeah but i do think that in their pursuits of making sure they can like people make money and stuff people make money on mobile games uh they let a lot of shit slide and hey maybe i'm a giant hypocrite because i i don't know maybe i've let shit slide before in pursuit of you know the same sort of shit i don't think i have but like yeah i guess like it's one of those things you never know until someone says something this, I perhaps, like, I think, perhaps, could be a wake-up call to people writing about mobile video games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I just thought that was a bit of an interesting bit. Yeah. Uh, did you ever go on Touch Arcade? Never heard of it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you bring in your A game to this one, there, it's Luke. Uh, yeah. We struggled to find things to talk about today. <laughs> Uh, and thirdly, we have NBA 2K microtransaction. You should talk about this one because you brought it. Up. Yeah, I, I just, it was something I was reading last night. Game Informer did a preview for NBA 2K 19 mm. and some of the new modes that are coming out. In particular, it was a focus on, um, the franchise mode. Um, right. so like, uh, my GM and, and sort of what they're doing with that. Uh, but the way it, wo- it opened up, I thought was interesting. They were speaking to uh, one of the s- senior producers um, on the game. His name's Eric. It's I've interviewed Eric many, many years back um, on NBA. Mm. But Eric's talking about um, basically how uh, they're getting a lot of shit about microtransactions <laughs> and how, um, you know, the general consensus out there when they read reviews is that that it's like riddled with all these microtransactions and they don't think um the 2k people are like it sounds like he's not happy with it and like he thinks that people are treating them unfairly um yeah that's pretty much the first like two paragraphs of this yeah uh this preview um he claims they don't make money on it yeah what he's claiming is like that they've got all these modes in the game like your my careers your my gms your um your all your court like online court stuff and there's all these things in there and for them it's it's justified i guess for them to have microtransactions my my problem with it is that it's egregiously towards like a pay-to-win model or it is because you're you're buying vc 
and VC is purely used for upgrading your character. Yeah, and it's balanced in a way that incentivizes you to pay money. Eventually, you'll never get to 99 without paying money, I think, unless you play literally an entire year nonstop, maybe then. Like, I've never seen anyone fucking crunch the numbers, but gut, my gut says, like, the time it takes you to get from fucking high 60s to mid 70s mm. says that there's fucking no way you make any fucking progress without paying money. And I think that is kind of fucked. Um, like, yeah, they're, they're definitely, it's predatory. It's predatory. They know it's fucking predatory. Fuck him for claiming that they need to do this. They don't need to do this shit. They don't need a fucking, uh, like, all this other shit. Lots of games do this stuff. It just reminds me of that dude who spent fucking 16 grand on FIFA. Like, yeah, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure people have spent a fuck ton of money in NBA. And, yeah, getting, like, claiming that, oh, well, yeah, well, otherwise you wouldn't get my gem. Fuck that. Fuck that. I used to play a bunch, and you did as well, like, of my career. Yep. Uh, every year and then it got to the point I think it was the second year after they introduced VC because the yeah. first year I remember them talking about it We, I'm pretty sure you were at that thing but yeah. they talked about how they're putting this in there but it's you know it's not going to be front front stage center you yeah. know you've got to go through like six or seven menus to find it you know that sort of thing and then like a year or two later it was like the main part of the game like you would yeah yeah, they basically transitioned the points across this vc currency and that's what you would use to upgrade your characters and then pretty much since they've done that it's been such a grind to try and upgrade your character and make them worthwhile like especially balancing that with getting trying to get court time um you know you you end up finishing a season you really hadn't made much progress at all and so like it just didn't feel worth it at all yeah this uh this preview was super apologetic about it all their all their mistakes as well which I, i'm not a fan of uh yeah i just the, there's a lot of gross shit yeah like there's better ways of i feel like it just cosmetic stuff is the way i think most people should be going it shouldn't be forced into gameplay they make way too much money though right like yeah they the, that's they make way too much money. I just think it's fucking bullshit that they're going to try and claim that they have to. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, guys, but we have to make fuck tons of money by exploiting people who aren't paying attention to their own money. Like, come on. Mm. Yeah. And that's the news. It's not, it wasn't really news. It was rant, rant time. That's true. Cool. Um, Questions. Questions. Did you say questions? questions? Did you say questions? Did you say that wrong? Questions. Okay. Uh, Yarn writes, uh, with all your talk about idle clicker games uh, go, have you tried the iOS Android game Almost a Hero? It's an RPG clicker that, in my honest opinion, does everything right. It's free to play with in-game ads, but the game rewards you for watching with in-game currency, but you're not forced to watch. It's got a party of heroes fighting endless waves of enemies. It has a leveling system, talent choices, as well as uh, elements that stay persistent when you prestige, resets. I've been playing it for almost a year, and I didn't think an idle clicker would keep me this engaged. 
Uh, also, there's Universal Paperclips, which is a browser clicker that has similar progression progression to Cookie Clicker. Uh, Luke, I see you have thumbs up this already. So, does that mean you're <laughs> well in on the uh, almost a hero gambit? Uh, yeah, I've installed it. I've been playing it since yesterday. Okay. Um, I need I, I need to play more of it. Like, there's things in here I'm not sure about the um. So there's like a, a current like a shop, and uh, in the shop you use gems to buy crates or chests. Sure. And the chests contain um, items of gear, and they're different sort of rarities. Um, and then each gear item gives you bonus stats and whatnot. The thing yep. that I am a bit iffy about is the chests. There's two chests on there. Um, one is a rare chest. And the second one is an epic chest. The rare one is 100 gems, and the epic is 400. Um, in order to get gems, you can pay for them, or you can watch an ad, and you get 10 gems per ad. It's a 30-second ad. So you've got to watch about a... You've got to watch 10 ads to get the rare chest, <laughs> and 40 to get epic. Right. Um, and as far as I'm aware, there's not an easy way to get gems other than completing achievements within the game. Sure. And, and they're kind of like milestones of doing certain tasks. Um, I've managed to get a first um, rare chest last night after, I don't know, 12, 13 hours of letting this thing run. Yeah. Um, and since then, I am now up to, I've got 16 gems <laughs> on my screen so i've got a lot to get through that seems like the aspect that may be like a showstopper for me like there's not an easy way to obtain gems in in order to get like a fundamental aspect of that game yeah then that could be an issue um okay but again like i'm not that far now i've played it for a day maybe there's something i'm missing um there's like different modes in the game and you get them by hitting certain prestige levels um right and so I haven't really prestiged too much. I think I've done one. And I'm yep. not really 100% certain what happens after you prestige. Like, you get a bunch of um, materials to craft with. And as far as I'm aware, I don't know if that those materials also, like, give you a modifier for damage. You know, sometimes, like, you complete a game. And it's like, all right, now you do bonus damage. You do 120% more damage. Or you go on prestige and it's like, all right, you're up to, like, 6,000 extra damage I don't think it's taking that into consideration as far as I can tell maybe it does I just don't know if there's an easy way to see that um, like I'm not getting the purpose of prestiging other than to craft these uh, items um, and again like you can only c- carry s- a certain amount of these like gem items um, at a time and then you got to spend those like other gems on them to have your inventory be a bit bigger um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like I need more time with it, but it seems all right. Like you can kind of leave it running in the background and it'll just do its thing. You come back. It's like, you've been offline. Here's how many stages you advanced. Um, here's how much money you've got. Right. It's not like something where you need to be there and always on the ball with it. Like, uh, uh, clicky heroes or idle champions. It's a bit less, um, it's kind of a, a bit more up your alley where more idle, more idly. Well, I just installed it, so yeah, we'll know. We'll talk about it next week. And it does that thing where there's like you can there's a bunch of heroes on the screen. They've all got different abilities. It's like a skill tree. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, there's like different rings in the game. So you tap on the screen to click and you can equip different rings and they do different types of damage and you can upgrade the rings and yeah. Anyway, I guess we'll talk about it more at some stage. I'm only, I'm not even a day into it. So uh, that's why I didn't bring it up before because. Oh shit. You're not here next week, are you? So low cost. Excellent. All right, cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So yeah, thanks for the recommendation. I, um, I've heard of Paperclip. What's the other one? Paper something? Paperclip something? Paper, paperclip something. Yeah. I've heard of that one. Universal Paperclips. Oh. Cool. Uh, I had, hadn't heard of that either. Good looking out. Mm. Uh, yeah. This, this, web, the web version of this game was not designed to work on phones. What the fuck does that mean? The Paperclip one? Yeah. That's yeah. what it says. Oh, whatever. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Any other cool. questions? Make paperclip. Oh my god. Oh, it's got it all. Oh, it's got it all. I just made twenty five cents from paperclips. Make two paperclip. That's an expensive paperclip, I feel like. Mate, you don't even know. You can raise and lower the price. Shit. I have to manage an account oh my lord. This is it. That's my jam. <laughs> this is it. This is Joe's week done. You've done it. Well done, Redzian. Uh, all right, cool, cool. Well, there's an Android version of it. Fuck, that's two bucks ninety. I fucking think so. <laughs> what are we doing podcasting for? You just make paperclip games. I don't, fuck. Perfect. Um, all right, all right, we're wrapping up. Yeah, is that it? No more questions. That is it. Thank you for the question. Cool. It's awesome. All right, it's you good. can find us on a- iTunes, Android, Windows Store on all those fancy podcasting platforms. Uh, if you write and review, it helps other people find the show. If you want to send us questions, you can go to our email address, the gapodcast at gmail.com. Hi. If you want to send us anything, uh, you can follow us on social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast, or you can go to our website, which is the gapodcast.com. It's got all the links to the things we just talked about then, including past episodes of the show. Uh, we've got a Discord page up there. You can go to the jpodcast.com slash Discord. Leave us questions if you want. Um, mm-hmm. Jump in, play games with people. I think Heath and Drew have been playing No Man's Sky for... I don't know why. Don't know. Don't know. Well, I've been reading... I, I read a bunch of things. Mysteries of the Universe. Read a bunch of, like, Twitter threads, and I was so fucking close, eh? Why? It's a good, it's a good thing I've been too busy. You should. I feel like you should do it, because I'd like to hear how angry you get. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, I'm, uh, I'm doing nothing. Uh, I'm solo casting next week. Maybe it can just be a solo solo cast from old Jobo ranting about fucking No Man's Sky. Yeah. Joe one of the things I've noticed is, like, <laughs> one of the things that makes me wonder if I'm, I'm just not going to enjoy it is that a lot, like, the people who have been telling these stories will, like, follow up and be like, it's, it was a pretty good game at launch, and now it's just a better game, and I'm sick of hearing all the haters. And uh, and I'm like, mm, it wasn't a good game at launch, though. So maybe like their maybe their starting position is it's like flawed. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Uh, and that's it. Oh, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash GA podcast. It helps us pay for costings or things like servers. Uh, so you can download the show. Yes. We're very grateful. Thank you very much. Best. And that's it. You got anything you want to pimp out? 
Yeah, we've got uh, these paper clips. They're going for two bucks ninety. Two bucks ninety. Are they yeah. made out of like diamond? Uh, no, it's not really about what they're made out of. It's about the story behind them. Though, you know, only the finest uh, artisanal pa- paper clips, pa- paper clips, paper clips <laughs> paper are uh, are included in my paperclip um, menagerie. So, yeah, uh, you know, if you want to level up, like lift your fucking uh, paperclip game, perhaps you should consider buying a better class of paperclip. Okay. Yep. Also, I interviewed uh, New Zealand's Tekken 7 champion. And Evo Evo 2018's on this weekend. It's pretty cool. Good stuff. That's it. That's all I got. What about you? You wrote about Spider-Man. I did. Uh, You can go to Survivor.com and read about my Spider-Man stuff. Uh, There's a preview up on the site at the moment. Embargo was this morning. Um... And uh, I've got some interviews also going up. I spoke to uh, James, who is the community director at Insomniac, about uh, a bunch of Spider-Man-related topics. So that'll be going up um, over the next couple of days. So check that out. Nice. That's it. That's it. I'm going to QuakeCon next week. I'll fly out. I'm going to check out some Quake. Some Quake cool. Champions. Cool. Some, uh, I think some Fallout will be there. Some Fallout 76. Uh, Doom will be there, the new Doom. I think that'll be first, I think, hands-on impressions. First look. First look. So, Doom yep. 2. Um, what else they got there? Some some Elder Scrolls Legends. That's a thing, right? Yep. Yes. Let's go with that. Yes, it is. That'll probably yeah. be there. I don't know, man. should be good. I'm heading across with Nate and a small army of Australians, so it should be fun. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Looking forward to it heard that uh well you've heard you've told me QuakeCon's pretty good yeah i've never been yeah right but everyone says it's a good party time what do you know about quake though i feel like well, you don't know well, much. yeah why would i go to QuakeCon? <laughs> who knows uh they're sending mm. some esports players over there to play quake i guess yeah it's yeah. awesome do you know any of them uh stage used to play on game arena yep yeah that's it right that's all i remember anyway fair enough yep so I'll be uh, back in, I'll miss Two next weeks. week, and then I'll yep. be back to talk about all the things I did in Dallas. All right, that's the show. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed some uh, Spider-Man talk. And, yes. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week, or Joe will be back next week to talk about uh, Joe Van Sky. Word. See ya. Bye.